to Be the Evidence podcast with Susan Grace and Aubrey Mass. I am feeling I'm feeling really tired. I'm I'm I've been having lots of intense dreams that are waking me up throughout the night that I'm like, oh, I sort of want to not be in this dream anymore. I don't really want to see these images any longer. And it's like I come up for air and it's like I wake up enough long enough to just like gather like okay I can do it and then I go back in um so I'm feeling really tired because of that intense how um a lot of information about like um suppression suffering assaults um injustice um with disrespect so it's intense and like that I'm witnessing this happening to other people and then I'm also participating it within my dream world and having to draw boundaries around it. So it feels like it's kind of taxing. Like it's those dreams where you wake up and you're like, whoa, I did a shit ton of work last night. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm noticing that it seems like to me, part of the breakdown that's happening in Capricorn mm-hmm. uh, with Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter will join in a couple of years. Um, I'm noticing that it seems to me like, like linear time is starting to break down. So in dreams, like timelines are shifting, like I'm having really intense dreams and it seems like I'm there. Yes. But it's a different time. Yeah. And it's, it's so detailed. It's beyond like normal dreams. Right. Like I'm remembering something that actually happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Having the same. Yep. And it's not pleasant stuff. No, none of it's fun. Like there's not butterflies involved. There's no balloons. There's not unicorns. Like there's not a jazz band. There's nothing that I'm like, Ooh, I'll go back there and revisit that. Like I'm just coming out of it being like, Oh, Whew. and here we begin the day. <laughs> and, and maybe that's the Scorpio stuff that's happening too. And for people who are listening we recognize that we talk about Scorpio a lot, yes. but there's a lot happening in Scorpio. So we have to talk about it. Right. Um, so Jupiter is, as we're recording this, is at 22 Scorpio mm-hmm. and Venus is in Scorpio. It's Jupiter at 22 that is intense, I think, right now. Like mm-hmm. Venus, Venus and Scorpio will, I don't know, probably if you're in a relationship, it can make you... Uh, intensely close all of a sudden we'll leave it at that okay um, but Jupiter and Scorpio I think is bringing up a lot of uh, intense truths um, at the moment it's on my mercury retrograde in first house I'm having a lot of really intense dark thoughts a lot mm-hmm. it's 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 hard to be around me right now like it's just difficult. Everything, everything is intense. Um, I was telling you that sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm all, not all, not all of it is bad, right? Like some intense thoughts are like self-loathing, right? But other thoughts are about like, Oh my God, I would take a bullet for you. And people are like, can we just eat lunch please? Okay. Right. Right. (laughs) Dial it down a little. But, but so that's happening with me, but it's happening with the collective too. Right. A lot of, a lot of intense Scorpio stuff. And I think it's important for people who aren't used to this energy 
to recognize that what you need as an antidote for the intensity, if it becomes too much, is you need to go to Taurus. Mm -hmm. And that would mean like, make yourself great food, get into the woods, get near water, get yourself in a bath, do things that make you feel happy and grateful to be alive. Mm -hmm. That will help to balance it out. I, if I, if I, if I could, I would stay in bed and have all my dark thoughts and wallow in them. Right, but I have right. to force myself to get up and go outside. Like I just went to uh, a kid, my son's um, school carnival. Mm. I'm like, you are going to go and listen to children laugh right mm. now. Right. Forcing myself to do it. Yeah. I did the same thing this morning. Um, we have a, like a teacher work day today. So we took a walk and found like a new um, greenway and sat next to the big river that flows through here and watched it go and the dogs were playing and my son was laughing and I was like, okay, all right. I can, I, I can cherish this. I can revel in this. I can hold this very closely while also experiencing the intensity um, and being fully aware of it, but I can be present for these most moments of um, graciousness and beauty and love. I like it mm -hmm. because there's, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's just me. I don't think it's just me, but I feel like, I feel like there's a, a an intense amount of fight or flight energy in the air. No, it's definitely not just you. Every woman I know right now is in that fight or flight popping off waiting. Like my girlfriend this morning um, was messaging with me about this and I was like, I'm just sort of waiting for somebody to look at me the wrong way. Like, like we're in that place of like, it's really edgy um, is the only way that I can describe it. Um, I think that, I think that aware men feel that way too. Oh yeah. I think that aware men are like, what the fuck is happening right now? Mm -hmm. Like I, if, if you're, if you're an aware man right now and you what you witness, unawareness happening in the current moment you're probably like oh it's about to go down what the yep. fuck are you doing right now right yeah it's really interesting um i've had several conversations over the weekend in like extremely random individuals saying you know like i don't feel like i can be silent anymore like i don't think that i can witness these things whatever they may be like just blatant disrespect or like I don't know, not cutting in line in front of somebody, you know, like things that are just like rude that are often overlooked because we're kind of complacent in society. A lot of times are now what I keep experiencing and like hearing and receiving messages about are like, I can't be quiet about them anymore. I'm curious about that. I'm yeah. curious about it because so Chiron has retrograded back into Pisces. It's at 29 degrees. And so in my opinion, it kind of feels like, especially for people who have, who have Chiron and Pisces in their charts, right. it can kind of feel like, oh God, are we stuck like this? Mm -hmm. Fuck. I don't know how we're going to get out, right? But that, that, that cusp between Chiron being between Pisces and Aries usually happens around liberation movements. Right. 
Um, and so I've been thinking about the way that we're feeling right now when the civil rights movements happened. Mm-hmm. Is it like that? Did they feel the same way then? Right. And this is, this is fleeting mm-hmm. and it will fade off. Or are we actually at a pivotal moment that will change things forever? Now, a lot of things did change forever during the civil rights movements. I'm not trying to take anything away from that. Right. But life, it faded off. Right. To some degree. I mean, we're, we're, not, we're not still in that energy. But if we're circling back around to it, whenever, when we feel like fight or flight, when mm-hmm. we're like ready to go, right? Mm-hmm. I'm asking myself, is this just a feeling in the moment or yeah. is this actually going to change things forever? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I can, I can say personally, it feels like it's changing things forever in my personal life. Because even like um, I was talking this weekend, I did something that I normally would not do. Um, and uh, uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? So I, I, a man had made a comment to a woman walking across the street that she needed to hurry up and called her a pretty lady. He said, hurry up, pretty lady. And I heard it. And I immediately, without a second of thought, said, hey, sir, that's really rude. You don't get to speak to her like that. I normally would have said that to whoever I was walking with. I normally would have noted that, come back to it, been in my day-to-day life, reflecting on it, probably journaled on it, been really angry about it within my own world, but never have used my voice to say, I'm not going to tolerate that. You don't get to speak to people like that. And it happened so instantaneously that I didn't even think that there was another option to keep my mouth quiet. So will you, will you describe why that made you mad? I think oh, why, why, you felt, why you felt like you had to speak up? I, it was twofold. One, I saw the woman walking across and I saw her by herself and it was dark and I was walking with somebody else, a man. So like it was, I felt safer in the situation because I was walking with a, a man and I have really huge dogs. So they were with me, but she was crossing the other side of the street where it was not as well lit and she was by herself and i saw her do a double take to look back over her shoulder as this man was yelling at her and i felt as if there was a little tension like i can feel that there's tension in the air collectively as it is right so i feel like i could see that she was in a position that she was not going to defend herself or say anything to her say anything about it and also i think because i had had this conversation with a man that i was working with that i like it's no longer acceptable to not be aware of the way we speak to one another. It's no longer acceptable to believe that we can get away with like, Hey, little lady, you just need to mind your own business. No, no more of that fucking bullshit. you don't talk to anybody like that way. I don't give a shit if it's a man or a, a woman, like that's not acceptable. I don't care if they're Republican or democratic. I don't care. There is a certain line of decency that needs is being requested to be honored. Um, and so I think that's part of the reason why I felt like I could not keep my mouth quiet about it. I had, um, an experience around the same timeline Mm -hmm. (laughs) where I felt 
um, the pull of I'm expected to be pleasant right now. Uh huh. And I was like, okay, just be pleasant. Just be pleasant. Right. Which, if, if anybody knows me, won't last long. <laughs> Two peas in a pod. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I couldn't take it. All mm -hmm. of a sudden, I was trying to be pleasant. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to be pleasant. Mm -hmm. I'm going to extract myself right now. I'm out. Right. I'm out. And, and of course, there's the reaction of, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah. I'm leaving is mm -hmm. what I'm doing. I will not participate in this at all. Right. No. You sure? Yep, I'm sure. I'm, good. I'm out. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I spoke about this in the last podcast about like how there's pitting going on, right? There's be, we're, one, sides are being pitted against each other. And beyond that, I think that what I keep seeing is that there is a response to human decency that's being requested. How do we treat one another? No matter what your political stances are, like no matter how do you treat one another? Do you feel sexual assault is wrong? Yes or no? Is it wrong? Yeah, I think so. So therefore, do you tolerate it? Even if it's like, hey, sexy lady, like that cat calling shit, that's assault. That's how I sit down by it. Like you are assaulting a person when you are catcalling them. It's not acceptable. I don't give a shit if it's a woman walking down the road being like, hey man, how's it hang? Or if it's a female, a man calling out to a woman talking about her ass. Like it's wrong no matter which way it comes. Okay, but why, Aubrey? We have to start naming why. For the people who hear you say that and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's not assault. Why? The reason why is because you are looting from someone's energy. Yep. You are invading them. Yep. You are taking from them without asking. You are yes. punching through to them. Yes. It's violent. It's violent to invade someone's energy without asking and just taking from it because you want it. You've yep. got something I want. Yep. Fuck you. Right. No. Right. Right. That's why. That's exactly so. Yeah. I think it goes down to like the moral level of respect. I mean, I think that for me is like your original question of like being in fight or flight. Why are we there? Because I think there is a boiling point that's happened of like, how long can you be prim and proper and pleasant? Say nothing. Look the other way. I have a client who this week said, and I think this is brilliant. She said, it is women who are rocking the cradle of patriarchy. Yep. And if we stop rocking that cradle, if we go stop, it all falls apart. Mm -hmm. Being pleasant, being accommodating, making everyone feel comfortable is keeping it alive. Yeah. And it's coming to a head. I literally four different women in my life this weekend did the same thing that I did. Got to a place where they're like, I no, can't no longer not going to permit it. Not going to tolerate it. Not going to keep my mouth shut about it. I'm either going to remove myself from the situation or I'm going to say something because I cannot stay in the way that I was once conditioned to stay. 
And I think you're seeing that happen over and over again. And I don't even think it's just females. I'm watching men in my life also being like, look, I kept my mouth shut about some shit that I shouldn't have. And now I'm speaking up about it. Watching men say, no, 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 for real. I've, I've had it too. Right. I've had it too. Right. Love them. I know. Thank you. Yes. Needed. So my question then is, how does this energy play into what's coming through tonight? Because I know tomorrow when this goes up, you had mentioned that the moon will be into cancer. Right. And so the moon going into cancer, so the moon, the moon goes through a sign for two and a half days. Okay. So whenever we post on Thursday, it will be a different moon. Right. This is for Tuesday. Moon going into cancer. The North node is going to go into cancer in November. We're almost there. That means South node will go into Capricorn. North node in cancer, in my opinion, okay, means that we're going to have to open up to vulnerability. Mm -hmm. It's very easy for cancer energy to care outward. Yeah. Easy. It does it, it does it all the time without even thinking. Right. It is difficult for cancer energy to ask for care in return. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, um, when cancer energy doesn't get the care that it wants or that it needs, it gets resentful and sometimes a little backlashy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Instead of, well, not instead of, that's just what happens. And, and every, so everyone is going to have to learn how to not only care outward, but to crack open their sternum, open up their rib cage mm-hmm. and be like, I need care too. Right. And so that is a tricky situation, right? Like we very easily, again, care outward, but how do you ask for care in return without pulling on people? Mm-hmm without looting from them, without draining them, what do you do? I, I, I have Saturn in cancer. I have a difficult time in this area. Right. I don't know. And I don't know, maybe you know more than I do. How do you ask for care in return without pulling on people or draining them? And maybe we shouldn't have to ask. Maybe we could all be more generous. Right. And nobody is left wanting but I think that's a little too hopeful. Yeah. I think that one, I always come back to self-care, right? That you can't expect other people to care for you when you're not caring for yourself. I always go back to that place. And two, asking for care. um, One, I agree with you. I would love to be living in a society where we just are so generous with the amount of care that we give to one another that it's never a request. It never has to even come up on the table. Like that's just, Oh, you're hungry. Here's food. Oh, you're cold. Here's my shirt. Like that. That's just second nature. I cold complete space that we can evolve to that level of consciousness. Um, but it's not going to happen this Tuesday. No, it's not going to happen tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) But the other thing that comes to me is like, um, creating warmth 
you know, um, as we're getting ready in the Eastern hemisphere of moving into the fall and winter months of how do we generate warmth twofold, right? Like obviously I'm always in the body. So generating warmth, warmth, increasing like thermogenesis, which is rear raising your body temperature. You can do this through like spicy foods, um, exercise, um, things like that where you're increasing your heat, but also how can we do this collectively? Like how can we increase the warmth that we are feeling around other people and the care that they need, the care that we need to receive as a way to nourish, nourish one another, you know, like, so that, like that image of bringing soup to your neighbor because their heat's been out, like that sort of like deep caring of like, Oh, I have an extra. I made a huge pot instead of a small pot. That is really important, mm-hmm. Aubrey, really important. So the, the moon will be in Cancer, but pretty right. soon the North Node will be. And that means that the South Node will be in Capricorn. South Node in Capricorn is where Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter will be very soon. Pluto and Saturn are there now. Jupiter will join. South Node is going to be where collapse is happening. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a reason for that. Mm-hmm. It's got to be, it's got to be like, no, 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 don't touch this. You don't touch this. You go in the opposite direction. Cancer. It's at the moment, there's a lot of fight or flight in the air. There's a lot of being reactionary, right? There's a lot of intensity, right? At some point, very soon, we will have to turn towards what do we want to stoke the fire of Mm -hmm. when things are falling down. You don't want to run into a collapsing building, right? You want to stoke the fire of care mm-hmm. somewhere, where? Yeah, of compassion, of community. You know, like that's what I think of. It was like, if things are falling down and they're collapsing, then I sure as shit better put a big pot of stew on, build a fire, have hot cocoa, have candles around, have my dearest friends and people that I know need to receive that message of like, Hey, I've got you. We're in this together. You can sit down here. Here's a blanket to keep you warm as we move through this. That's right. Yeah. Really important. And it's at the moment, it might sound trivial, right? But I'm telling you that that is what's going to pull us through. Mm -hmm. It's what, where, where can you give care? Where can you give care? We're going to have to learn to receive care too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm anticipating having to say that over and over and over and over again for the 18 months that the North Node will be in cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to keep telling people, listen, you've got to admit that you need care too. Right. Maybe that's going to be a lesson that we learn in how do how do we receive also i think that's a major lesson especially as we talk about within the feminine where we're so used to making sure everybody is okay and everybody has everything they need and putting our own needs last right i think this is a major lesson of how do i receive myself how do i receive that like i'm feeling really intense right now and really reactive and there's a reason for it and how do i how can i meet myself in that how can I meet every other person that is also equally feeling that? How can I hold the spaciousness for everyone and under the collective, under the 
planets as they move through these places? How can I receive from them? How can I be willing to receive? How can I soften and let down my boundaries in order to receive a bigger lesson and healing here? I don't know why. I don't. Maybe it's maybe it's a wound of the feminine. Okay, but I I do not know how to receive care. I don't. I don't think any woman does. There's very. I I don't. I don't strike that comment. I don't know that there's any woman. I don't. In my particular world, all of the women that I have in my world struggle with how do I receive? How do I receive care? And I mean, how do you receive care all the time? Not just like momentarily of like, oh, my back hurts. I'll let my partner massage me. Like, not like that, but like, how do you really receive care all the time of like, I'm thirsty. Oh, here's a glass of water. Thank oh you my so much. I, I, I had a client this week who had, no, it wasn't a client. It was a friend of mine. It was a friend of mine. It wasn't a client. I mean, they're, they're both the same. I don't right. want to act like my clients right. are, I don't care about right. my clients. I love my clients, but this is someone I was not in session with. Is right. what I, okay. Um, she had someone give her permission to receive something that would be beneficial for her. When was the last time you did something nice for yourself? Mm-hmm. And she was like, thank you for giving me permission. Right. We need permission right. or an assignment to do right. it. Right. Yeah. I do think this is the wounding of the feminine of like, we are seeking that a lot of times in order to give ourselves suspiciousness to receive. Yeah. When I, when I, in, yeah. in my head, when I, when I imagine receiving care, right. it would be because I'm breaking down. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm having a really hard time. Will you care for me, please? Right. Or I'm really why, ill. Why would it take that? Yeah. In my mind, this is the same thing. I'm really vulnerable. I'm extremely ill. I can't do it myself. So therefore like, and even to get to that place of asking for it and being willing to receive it like that. And having to be apologetic and give exactly. a list of reasons why this is uh, just yeah. so you know, there's an extreme situation happening. I wouldn't normally ask for anything ever. Right. Right. This is where we get to break ourselves open. It's so um, tricky though. Right. Yes. Because it's also not okay to drain people. Right. I don't, I don't know how we got here. I don't know how we got here either, but here we are. And here is where the opportunity is to receive care, to give care, and to be an allowance of ourselves and others as we are moving through all of this intensity and all of the reactions. Um, so may, maybe we start with, with the giving. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe we start in under a cancer moon. <clears throat> maybe we learn to give care proactively so that people don't have to have extreme circumstances in order to ask for it from us. Mm-hmm. Right? Like learning, yeah. learning, learning to be like, hey, just checking on you. You're all right? right. You right. good? Yeah. Because, because that's the change we want to see, right? Right. Learning to just be like, Hey, I was thinking about you. You're all right. Yeah. I think there's such value in that because, um, one, one of my friends was telling me a story this weekend about how she had reacted to, um, a very domineering man, um, 
that had impact. She had watched it impact her mother-in-law who was, who's an elder. Right. And we were talking about how complacent we have gotten as like, just not saying things. Right. And we also talked about how valuable that piece is to just, you sure you're okay? Like I just watched this happen and I just want to make sure that you're really okay. Like, do you need to leave? Because I get like, there is programming going on here that we are taught to be very pleasant. We're taught to be quiet. We're taught to walk around the other way. Um, or not to give too much attention to what's going on there. And so to be able to say, Hey, I see you. And I just want to make sure you're doing all right. Like, do you need anything? Even if it's like, even though I hate this term, even if it's permission to feel what you are feeling, can I sit with you as you are doing that? And maybe, maybe past that too. Right. Like if you look up and someone is visibly uncomfortable with something that's happening to them, maybe you can say, Hey, I'll leave with you. Right. I'll, I'll leave right now. I'm good. Right. Ready? Yeah. Where's your purse? Right. Or I'll pet your tab or whatever. Right. right. We're out. Here we go. Like to be able to be able to see someone recognize you and and you to be able to receive support without having to ask for it. Mhm. To be able to go, yeah, I need to leave right now. Go. Okay, I got you. Here we go. Yep. We don't even need to, we don't even need to talk about it. Right. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful place to start. Thank you for listening in to the Be The Evidence podcast with Susan and I. We are really grateful that you are here, that you're showing up, that you're willing to be seen, and that you're exploring these conversations. Thank you. If you're curious at all about the offerings and the readings that Susan and I do, I would really urge you to go to our websites. There you will find a lot more information about who we are and the services that we have. Susan can be found at susangrace.org, and I can be found at aubreycara.co. For all of our listeners of the podcast, we have set up a Patreon page specific to you guys. There you will find um, services that are not available to anyone else, and you can find us on patreon.com backslash be the evidence podcast. When you're there, there are two different options for you to have access to a guided meditation and or a reading with Susan and I both. If you ever have any questions or comments or feelings that you would love to share or stories about how the podcast is resonating with you, we would love to hear them. Please feel free to reach out to us at betheevidencepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, please know we are deeply grateful for all the ways that you are showing up. We see you, we hear you, we feel you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.